fufu drinker. She drinks coffee fufu-ish. I can't stand it. And I really like coffee. I like the taste of coffee. Nobody likes plain black coffee. That's not true. Most, it is true. A lot of people like it. No, I think people drink it because they're told they have to drink it. No. Turn it back on. One, two. Oh, wow. Okay. One, two, one, two. Uh, no, 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 no. I started off like you, fufu, drinking fufu drinks. And then as I got older, I realized that I don't like that. I don't even like sugary drinks. Oh, neither do I. I don't even like sugary drinks. So as I got older, I, I started backing off, backing off, backing off, to now I can drink coffee black and enjoy it. Well, clarification is is key. It's or not clarification. What I say the other day, um, justification. I don't add sugar to it. Whatever is in the sweetener, and that's it. It's I like flavor. I don't like. I won't add sugar to it. I don't drink soda or like I'll do sweet tea, but it messes up my stomach, so I go half and half. And that's depending on where we are. Will either be too sweet or not sweet enough. So to the point where I, I've gotten used to drinking just regular tea, and then if I feel like I need a little something to it, I'll put one packet of sugar to it. But even then, that's rare when that happens. When I get when I go to Dunkin' Donuts and get coffee, I just ask them to put a shot of espresso, not espresso, um, hazelnut, which is unsweetened. So bring, it adds no sweeten, sweetener, sweetener to it. And so that's how I get my flavor. But I can't deal with the sugar at all. Well, it's flavor. It's not sweetener. Like I said, this there's like I can there's smell a, the sugar in yours. I mean, no, yours you can smell sweet. the flavor. It's caramel coffee with vanilla cream I put in there. And the reason I started doing that is, by the way, welcome everybody. Neighborly discourse. Billy and Steve. Coffee what's up, talk. What's up? Coffee table book about coffee tables. Only the Seinfeld references. Only the Seinfeld people would get that reference. But um, so. Coffee requires cream and, uh, cream and sugar. Creamer <laughs> has it mixed together. So that's why I started using the creamer, because it's right. one less step I have to do. And sometimes I drink hazelnut, and I drink hazelnut-flavored co coffee and caramel-flavored coffee. But the, the sweeteners that I have, they are hazelnut, and they are French vanilla. And it's an acquired taste in the beginning, but I do that because I don't want to open up the packets of sugar and pour in the the coffee, the uh, the creamer. Right. I'd rather if it's it's all in one bottle, efficient, one and done, and I move on. Then you get used to drinking it. Sarah, um, she's the only one who's got hope that I see because she'll actually drink my coffee. Gross. I know. She'll, she'll, well, I say I know, but she'll actually drink my coffee and sometimes walk away with it. And and it has no sugar in it at all. So, I, but she is a fufu drinker. She takes after her mom, but I can see, like, as as she gets older, she's going to become more like me. I can already see it. It's already in the works. Maybe. I see. I did that with tea. I, I stopped drinking sweet tea and I started drinking regular tea. Like, when I, when I eat steak, Nothing's on it but steak. Chicken, it's just chicken. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I, when you say nothing on it, you're talking nothing. about the A1 sauce, that Anything. kind of stuff. Nothing. Salt and pepper? Nothing. That's Oh, salt's disgusting. Are you serious? Yep. The blood red is all I need to make the taste. Wow. Soak it in the, in the fat and oil and the blood that simmers around it, and that's it. So you never eat steak out? I do. What and do you it, tell them? 
No, I, I eat as as it comes. Okay, okay. But personally, I don't. I don't like I said. I don't add. Even for a while, I stopped putting mayonnaise on my sandwiches. It's a, it's. You want the meat taste? No, it's just an extra step. I don't put butter on bread because I got to sit there and butter the okay, bread. Okay, but I mean that's just because of work. But if someone's making it for you, they won't make it. I don't eat. I don't eat what someone else gives from to me. You won't go to a sub shop. No, it's different. No, I'll ask. They do. I'll, I'll say a little bit of mayonnaise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I don't do it for me because I just don't like doing it. Right. Like, I eat plain bread for, like, we have pasta on Sundays. I've recently started to um, put butter on. I had someone's a, f- a couple months back, and I was like, oh, man, I missed that butter taste. So I put a little bit on. But for the most part, I just grab the bread and eat it. We are, were at a wedding the other day. I grabbed the – there was two rolls left. Amy had one. I had one. She couldn't even get the butter open to butter her one roll. I'd already finished mine. Like, which, <laughs> like I got the, no time for this. Yeah, who, keep who, it moving. I got stuff to do. So that's how I operate in everything. You know, like my parents, my mom gives me crap and I give her crap. If what I need is not on the f- top row of the refrigerator, mm-hmm. I'm not going looking for. I just close it. And I won't drink. I won't eat. I won't get, I'm not going to bend over and root through your refrigerator. <laughs> Most people need one or two basic things. And it should all be at the open, grab, close, and move on. It's funny because I, uh, I have this habit. And I remember a woman, a friend of ours, called me on the carpet once because I was at her place. But I have a habit of opening up the refrigerator and just looking in. Yeah, because one of these days you're going to open. Something you want's going to be there. You just got to keep opening a look. You can't, you can't give up so, hope. Oh, so you're with me then, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, I, my yeah. mom's like, what are you doing? Right. And she'll tell me it's not moving. From, and I know what I want. And it's four things back. Okay. I'm not moving your stuff and getting to it. <laughs> it shouldn't be. What everybody well, no, no, drinks no. should be up front. I, I'm, listen, I'm not doing it. I'm not as going as far as you're going. But I'm just saying that I just like, I'll open the refrigerator and I'll look in hoping that oh, no, there'll I'm be something you. in there that I want. No, yeah. Then you you go back 10 minutes later. You open look again. It's like, it's not in there. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe, yeah. You never, I could have missed it last time. You're a second look, a third look. You always need a second pair of eyes. So, and that's what you need. I, I remember you told me, was your first job? Um, Movie theater. Okay, so remember when you told me someone broke into your car? YMCA. Was that the second job or close to the first job? No, that was like my first like real job. Real job, yeah. okay. How old were you when you started working there? I was in high school. Okay, high school. Oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Oh, so that's good. Yeah, I was in high school. So I was gonna, I was gonna make this point because when I, I didn't start being a morning person till I started having kids. Same. And so that was, you know, I was, I think, 31, 30, 31 when I first had my, when I had Nathan. So before that, it was a struggle waking up in the morning. And I remember even when we moved to Texas, I got a promotion. I had to move to Texas. I negotiated a later starting time because it was just hard for me to wake up early in the morning. Yeah. I look at my kids right now, and Sarah has a 9 o'clock job. Nathan's job starts at 8.30 in the morning. And, you know, Nathan just turned 20. Yeah. Sarah's going to turn 19 in a couple of weeks, a few weeks. And I'm like, man. These kids are better than me. <laughs> I mean, like, well, you if want your I kids had, to be better if than I you. had to be like them, if if um, if I was, if we fight, go backwards and I was their age, I would be unemployed. I would be unemployable because I would not be able to do what they do. You know, get up on their own without yeah. me. I gotcha. I'm blown away. Like I told you about Micah, right? Like from seventh grade. Yeah, he was. 
I you know. know, on his own. Like, just come wake me up when you – it might even been sixth grade. I can't remember. But just come wake me up when you're ready to go to school. And by eighth grade, he was taking his bike to school. So I, I didn't even know when he – all my kids left the house before I even woke up. Yeah. So it's like, wow, man, my kids are so much better than me. Well, and your I, and kids I appreciate are la- that. Your kids are latchkey kids with a parent at home. That's the <laughs> worst kind you could be, I think. <laughs> Way to make me feel good, bad about myself. I mean, listen, you should never let other people be the, the dependence on your happiness or badness of yourself. <laughs> I it's want- funny because it's true. Like, you're, you're at home, but, you know, don't bother me. And, it, and it's not like you work nights. You weren't working until 4 in the morning. You just didn't want to wake up. Right. So you got you got a little bit of responsibility. Listen, I but I I told you the story about a friend of mine who uh, it was Michael's friend. I think Mike is like six months older than him, or yeah. the other way around. I told you the story, maybe. Oh, and um, he came. He he hung out with us for a day or two days, something like yes, that. yes. And he needed paper. And, and he came to your room. And yeah, then, yeah, and knocked on the door and asked like, for Micah, paper. Like, Micah, what are you doing? This is your friend. <laughs> no, no. It's not even about Micah. It's like, what are you doing, friend? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you coming to the parents? There's like three layers of kids yeah. before you come to us. What you know? And we, But we've always been the ones who raised our kids to be independent. Now, I know you're going to say, ah, Steve, you're a dictator, blah, blah, blah. But we literally wanted our kids to no, be able I'm, to make I'm decisions the same for way. themselves. I, I'm the dictator to Liam mainly, but he can make his own decisions. The problem is when he makes the wrong one, I pointed out, and it should be make the wrong decision and learn how to adjust, which I started doing now. Like I told the old man a few weeks ago, that Jordan Peterson clip, if your kids are doing something dangerously, carefully, let them do it. Had I heard that 10 years ago, Liam would be a lot different kid than, than how Brielle is. I've never had something resonate inside my brain so much than that. And I see it play all the time. And every time it comes across the reels, I I share it on Instagram. Yeah, every single time it, it, I put it on there. And it's Jordan Peterson saying this. Yeah, it's it's people it's like an overlay. It's people playing with it. Like one kid has a hatchet. He's like three. And he's just hitting the dirt. And the overlay is Jordan Peterson. If your kids are doing something okay, dangerously, okay. carefully, let them do it. The world's a dangerous place. They need to be ready to go when they get there. If they're doing it dangerously, carefully, leave them alone. And had I heard that 10 years ago, leave me, leave me a lot – five years ago, he'd be a lot different. That is, that is, that is profound because I can tell you that my kids have been saved because of Janice. Janice grew up in the sticks, literally the sticks. Yeah. We've talked about it. And so it's like out the back door – when sun up, come back in when, when sun down, you know, and nothing but hills and trees and, yeah. you know, you know, dirt roads. And that's that's how she grew up. I grew up where my parents were just they were just a complete opposite. You were locked into the house. You couldn't go outside. Oh, no, I, was, I wasn't playing in the sticks, but it was sun up to sun down. My, my dad and like, he still lives by if the light. If the sun's out and you're inside, you're wasting your day. What? You know, I, I I happen to agree with that philosophy, now, yeah. but I didn't. I wasn't grow, I wasn't raised that way. I was get outside, go to your friends. You know, when the lights come on, be home. If I come looking for you, you're going to be in trouble. So just make sure you you make the right decision when to come home or not. I, I love that. I love that. As long as you can trust. Now this is important because I I always told my kids this that as trust is 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 the most is the most valuable thing that we have between each other is yeah. trust. And that you'll you'll know when 
things go awry when I stop trusting you. You're gonna you're gonna rule and rule and be sad about the fact that oh my dad doesn't trust me anymore. Yeah. So don't lose that. It's better for you to tell tell me I did it. Knowing that I'm gonna get mad, I'm gonna throw things yeah, out the window I've, and I've all that tried stuff. To explain that to it's Liam better too. for that to happen than for me not to trust you. I've told him if if something shady happens, you tell me. We'll talk about it. I, there's there's a 99.99% chance you won't get in trouble for it. But if I find out that you did something, there's zero chance you're not going to be in trouble. Right. It's very simple. If I find out, your ass is grass. If you tell me, we're good. We're going to talk. I'm going to explain to you why this could have gone sideways. Luckily, it did in X, Y, and Z. But if I find out you did something wrong, right. that's when there's going to be hell to pay. Right. So, I mean, yeah. So listen, and part of the reason why I brought this up was because I was hanging with Eddie the other day, and we yeah. and it's been a long time since I talked with Eddie. I mean, we talked so long. He went and he drank like three beers. You know, he went and got me a couple of cans of soda, and we sat in his car and we talked for a long time. And one of the things that came out of the that, the guy who doesn't drink sweet coffee but drinks well, sugar I mean, loaded coke. Listen, I was I was I was having a time with my neighbor, you know? So gotcha. it's like if I'm gonna hang out with you, let me get something to drink too. You know, you got something I can drink? And he brought me a Coke. Gotcha. So um Um He has um Two kids. Two kids, but he has uh what those those vehicles, those uh um, A T V things. A T V things, right? For his kids. And I remember when he I remember when he bought the first one. And they were they were so enthralled with it that within like a month he went and bought a second one, yeah. right? And so now they're they're both chasing each other around the yard and all that good stuff. I was like, man, that would have been cool, man, about growing up like that. Now I'm hanging out with him, and one of them is in the truck, and the other one is complaining to to Eddie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? What happened to the other one? And he looks at me and he says, they don't want to drive. They don't want to drive. They're arguing right now because. One of them, they want to be passengers. They don't want to have to actually work and drive. And so <laughs> I got I got one ATV in the, ve- in the in the garage. I can't pull it out. And now I'm constantly hearing this nagging because one of them they they won't take turns being a passenger. And we and and and, and listen and and That's and funny. Eddie is not a softy, right? I mean he he realizes the implications behind what he's saying to me. Yeah. And I'm like, this is crazy. Are you are you kidding me? <clears throat> Are you kidding me that, first of all, they have ATVs. <laughs> say they can already start driving on their own right yeah. now. But now they're to the point, they're so pampered that it's like, okay, I don't want to drive. I want to I be chauffeured around. I mean, well, I mean what's going on you, in our kid, with our kids, man? They're, they're six and seven years old. You're not pampered at six and seven years old. You're watched by your parents. To, to say if that they I don't want to th- drive? They're six and seven. Who cares if they don't want to drive? <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but the age for the kids is completely wrong. Though I believe you have to, you have to establish. Like we, I used to argue with my mom, not argue, but all all the time. Liam was a kid. Why do you talk to him like that? He's only two. I'm not going to talk to him. Start disciplining him or talk. Like Liam never ever got goo goo gaga. Oh little baby! If he said spaghetti, spaghetti, sound it out, or you're not eating until I hear it the correct way. Okay. He never got goo goo gaga baby talk. It sounds like you you backing and, me up. And my mom would be like. What's wrong with you? Said so I'm not going to tell him at eight it's spaghetti. I'm going to tell him now because you need to learn to talk now. You need to learn to drive at six years old. No, no, no. You're missing the point. No, I'm no. Saying I that get your point, but it's misplaced here. It's you're not pampering a six year old kid, Steve. They shouldn't be driving ATVs in general. 
That's that's the point. There, your your point is well taken. The where you where you are placing it is completely wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Like we man. talked last night, me and the old man. I don't M- know, Makai man. has two right little remote control ATV cars. He he can he can walk. Don't get me wrong, but he can barely walk. Okay, he's two. So why does he have two ATV cars? It makes no sense. He's not being pampered by not driving them. Secondly, don't like the old man said last night. Listen to the episode eighty five. Don't buy your kids that crap. Invest in their future. Put the $70 in a thing he's never going to use into, into a stock. Let it grow for the next 20 years and give them something nice, a house, college education, something along those lines. Listen, I agree with that. I that, agree well, with that's that. A, that's a, we can move on that, on that right. next. But here, I understand what you're saying, but pampering compared to driving for a six-year-old is misplaced. If, if they, I agree with you. If they weren't, weren't going to play with it, right? Yeah. And, and I was arguing that Go play with your ATV. What's wrong with you? Then I then I hear what you're saying. But they want to play with it, but they want to play with it in a way where you do the, all the work and I can just chill and relax. You should benefit. That's how you operate. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't picked up on that. <laughs> that's what you do. You do all the work and I'll sit back and operate. That's your move. <laughs> well, I call anyone your kids right now. I bet they'll say yes. You know Maybe what? not anymore, because we are in an age now where they are. Listen, I'll know, call Mike. I won't call the other two. Okay, because they're, they're the ones who are venturing out, doing their own thing. I may the argument may be split, so I got to pick my poison. I got to make sure I get the right one to prove my point. Okay, I'm not going to read both articles. I'm only going to read the one that benefits that me. benefits you. Yes. Right. Oh, so I've right. learned that. But no, but I get like I said. But listen, I want to tell you something. Yeah. But, do you, hold that thought because I, I really want to hear what you're going to say. Well, see, we're but, still talking about the. Okay. It's just misplaced the, a few, the point. A few months ago, I don't oh. know. It's like three months ago. Yeah. I, I met Jeff for lunch, and when, as soon as I sat down, he said, "You have the same problem that I have," and I said, "What's that?" And, and I had no reference. I just yeah. sat down. He just opened so up. a fun way to start yeah, the conversation. He, he just led the conversation Come again, with please? that. And, and he said, "You have the same problem that I have." I was like. What's, what are you talking about? He said, I was listening to ND, and you, like me, everyone thinks that you do nothing, but they don't realize how hard it is for you to do nothing. Oh, you're, <laughs> man, there's what, um, that's, it's so good. What, there's. I'm laughing because you should have seen your, it was like, no. it was like a light bulb went off. It's like, oh, I, I, no, I heard the statement. It's, it's people who dress like, like slobs. Right. It's more money to buy the pants with the holes in it, mm-hmm. the shoes with the half laces, the shirt with the all mismatch. It's more expensive to look homeless than it is to buy regular clothes and be homeless. That fits you, right. There's a lot more right. that goes into it. Yeah. The the uh, doing, oh, man, but there was something I heard the other day about doing nothing. You know how much effort it takes to do nothing? Yeah. You, you have to make sure everything around you is running properly so you don't have to. That takes work. To be able to sit back and do nothing. Was it a movie reference? I can't remember. Because that, that but almost I recently, sounds like I something I recently saw I something, and I was like, man, that makes so much sense. I remember when I used to manage, uh, a, I was a manager of a retail store. And in the beginning, the first six months to a year, I, I was there seven days a week. I was there yeah. open to close to get it to the place where it was a world-old machine. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I... I Man, I, I probably worked 
20 hours a week, 15 hours a week, because I had it set up in a, in a way. And I remember my regional manager used to call me on the carpet. Every time I call a store, you're never there. Every time I call a store, you're never there. Every time I drive by, you're never there. And I, and I said, but look at my numbers. When, you, when, you, when you're there and I'm not there, how's it running? I said, you, shouldn't, you should not care. And I, and I had this philosophy 25 years ago. Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't care if I'm in the golf course as long as I'm making you money. And I'm making you money well. That's because you're an elitist. You know? <laughs> no, it is. Because it's like brought up with you. I'm not an elitist. When, you're, when your boss told you, I mean, the floor is clean. Right. You decided what your value is, but you don't. Your boss does. I pay you to do, you work here. I, if I pay you a job while you're at my company, whether it be programming or sweeping the floors, right. I don't care what you do. I'm paying you to get it done. Your job is to do what I ask. So You put a value on your work. That's not your place to do so. See, but on the contrary, I don't agree with that. I believe but that- But if I'm your boss, do I care? Listen to me. Do I care if you agree with it? No. I'm paying you to do something within the eight hours that you're in my business. See, I'm going to answer that question. Okay. Do you care if you agree with it? The answer is- it depends. True. Because. I can, I can definitely. I like the depends answer. Right. Because I'm going to present my case. Yeah. Right. Like this is this is my value. This is what I'm bringing to the table. You, you on the uh, as the as the nego- the negotiating partner, if you will, yeah. is going to say, well, I think you're putting too high a value on yourself or I think you're putting too low a value on yourself. One of the two. Right. Or okay. or just the right amount. But it's one of those things where, for example, going to going back to that job that I told you about. Yeah. I had six promotions in six years, operating under the philosophy that I operated under. So it wasn't like I was. So I was doing something right, right? It wasn't. I, in fact, I can remember a peer of mine who used to work like a slave, work like a slave, and he and and, and there was a point in the in my time there where he was my boss. Yeah. And within two or three years, I became his boss, mm-hmm. right? But he ended up climbing the ranks too. But at, I, I surpassed him before he before we became equals again. The point I was making to you is that it was all about qu- qu- quality versus quantity, right? And I'm about good qu- quality. And if in the, in the beginning, if it takes all my efforts to get good quantity, excuse me, good quality, then I'll give it all. But yeah. once I have, I've, I've obtained it, once I put all my effort in and I've obtained it, dude, now it's time to get off the gas and let it ride out. You know, and I think, and and if I were going to train somebody, yeah, that's how I would train them. I would train them like, look, there's going to be, in fact, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading an article about him <clears throat> the other day, and he was saying like, he used to sleep at the store at at, uh, at his first factory, or whatever. Yeah, and he thought he was going to go bankrupt. You know, everything he put everything into it just so he can get to the place right now where he yeah. could be like, ah. Oh, I can relax for a second, you know, and that's yeah. But that's he was how. already a millionaire, so I mean, right. But the, the that's point, just kind of like I'm just I'm just giving an example, like yeah. you know, you put everything in to get it to a certain place, and then if, you watch if it. If you're roll. the owner, if you put everything in to get it to a certain place, you're still working for someone. They still decide what you do, not you. If, if you if, like, you say you if, say, okay, I'm going to put the value too less or too much. I look at it as you're an employee. Yeah, you may program, but you're an employee. If I needed this done, you work for me. You go do it. I can find another programmer. And if you think you're that good, by all means, go for it. You have to do what I ask you to do as the employer because you're my employee. I put the value on your work. That's why I pay you. But if I ask you to get something done, you have to do it. I think the dynamics, first of all, I'm ahead of the game, right? Because, again, we're talking plus 20 years, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think that the workforce today is changing more towards me more towards the way I, I act, 
my philosophy than and the we, way— And we bash those people for but, being lazy, but, not knowing their, but, their place in the, in the food chain. But here's the difference. I'm saying that my, val- my value comes from my—and, and, you know, for it's going to sound elitist, but it's— Just own take, it. Take, it is. Take it for what it, it is. It's, yeah. not, it's, it's not, but take it for what it is. It's from <clears throat> the way I think— Mm-hmm. Versus in 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 what I physically do, and if the way I think can make what we physically do better, yeah, I think that there's that value is in certain circumstances is more valuable than what you can actually do. And so, if you if you for example if you if you think that my value as a manager is to let's say mop the floor. Then I'm saying that I'm, this is the wrong job for me because then, or, or this is the wrong company for and, me. And that's we don't good. we don't we don't have a good we're not a good match because a manager, if that's the best that you think your manager can do for you, then you know you're in the wrong place. But it's not the best. It's you are an employee here. Sometimes you got to pick up. Oh the yeah, flag. sometimes it's sometimes, dude, man. I have no I have no problems working. I have no problems getting my hands dirty, but. I, Except but, for sounds like the one time he asked you to, you put gloves on because you don't want to get your manicured nails messed up. I'm just saying, like, in the event yeah. that, man, Janice and I were just having this conversation the other day. I'm the, I take the least. Uh, well, path of resistance. The path of, path of resistance, right. Mm-hmm. So it never starts with, my first thought is never physically have to work. Yeah. It's never. It's it's just, it's not even. I can't even think that way because I told you the story. <laughs> work harder, work smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I learned that lesson when I was seventeen years old, eighteen years old, from a college kid who was the president of FIU, uh, SGA, and I and I heard him say this, and I was like, crap! It, it forever changed how I how I saw things. Yeah. So anyway. But sometimes you have to work hard to work smart. And later. I and I can and I have you know, but. As I get older, I I determine it's like you choose your you choose where you fight. You choose your fight, you choose where you make your mark, you choose where you put your effort, you know, you choose it appropriately. Now sometimes you might miss. Yeah. You know, and you know, that's just No, and I, I would say in this situation depending on your your boss, you with your about the um the mop on the floor, to me it's a miss. I don't know that like you guys were friends, but it was like I said. You're I as an employee. I placed a value on you. You're not a programmer or a manager. You're an employee, and the employee's job is to work whatever needs to be done. Now, there's certain things for sure you don't. I would say you don't do. I would say, and I'm not 100 sure what they would be. See, I don't think there's anything that you don't do. If you got to clean the bathroom, you got to clean the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that you don't do. But if you know, well, that, that's if you, pretty if much if where you, I was going. If, the same a, thing. if you're getting paid a hundred dollars an hour, and I'm paying someone a hundred dollars an hour to yeah. clean the bathroom, something is not right. Something yeah. is amiss in in your company, right? In your structure and how you laying things out. So there's got to be, you know, it's like the people who are saying, like the CEOs, they get paid all this money, they're not doing anything, they're not yeah. the one that's uh, actually on a. It's like no, 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 hold on a second. That's so wrong. It, but it goes back. That's but that's where I'm at. That's my mindset. It's like as long as everything's in place and everything is rolling. But I guess, I guess that's where, I mean, I, I think you do understand, but that's where the, the separation is. You're not a CEO. You're the employee. But, but that's the thing. This goes back to the, the point with Jeff. How do yeah. you become a CEO, right? Like, 
do you do you become do you get to the CEO and then you start thinking like a CEO or do you start thinking like a CEO and then you become a CEO? What comes first? So I'm, I'm telling you that my my, my, my mindset yeah. is such where I'm moving in that direction, right? True. And so, so ultimately, when I when I land there, but okay, so I'm, that's a good that's a good seg or a good point. Then, so you're doing that, and you tell your boss, "Well, I found someone else to do it." It's not, oh, Steve thinks like a CEO. It's this guy's not a team player, so you're never going to be CEO. You need to think like a not CEO. Not for his company, definitely not for his company. Well, you're going to get laid off at the, and start from the ground over, from the ground up again because you think like a CEO, but are not. You don't work like a worker, which you are, so you're never going to get to the top. You need to think like a CEO, but you need to bust your butt to get there. So when you get there, I have my ideas. You have an idea, but the person who is in charge of getting your ideas to the top floor, so to speak, this guy doesn't work. He's not a team player, and you won't get to that level. I think it's important for this discussion just to make it clear that don't take an isolated incident and make it the norm, right? Yeah. So you're talking about one incident that happened where – Okay, it might it might have been a miss. That's the only example but, I have, but I'm going but, off but, what you what you're but I'm saying. saying. But in general, yeah. I'm just saying my life creed, if you will, yeah. is that work smarter, not harder. And I, listen, most people should be. I say it all the time: work smart, not hard. It's it's it should want to do that. But based off your but I your just gave quote, you, I just gave you an example like six promotions in six years, right? That, and that, I've been looking for the Family that, Guy clip that says, "Huh, that's weird. Black guys don't usually promote themselves." <laughs> but I can't seem to find it. I can only find the what, words. What, what would that mean? It means since you've been talking, you've talked about your promotions. You had to move to Texas, right? You did. You've said you've been promoted six times. I think that's the third time you might have said it, right? As opposed to just saying, you know, where I worked, and it relates to Family Guy, because everything in life relates to Family Guy. Okay. And I'm trying to play the clip. I just can't find the freaking thing. But I'm going to find it one day and but play no, it. But I want to know, know how it's does it relate. It's a stereotype, because you keep talking about it. Instead of just saying what you're doing. So you're saying you, bad guys don't talk about themselves? It's a, it's a stereotype. Yes, that's I, the it's, thing. It's over my head. I, I'm missing it. So You are every, promoting yourself every time you talk. And, and you're saying black people don't do that? It's a joke from Family Guy. Which means they do do that. Yes. Okay, okay. I just want to make... And listen, it's Casey, I literally was missing it, so that's I, what I was yeah, asking you. <laughs> because it's it's funny because they're talking about someone in the, in the cutaway. That's weird. They don't really promote themselves as they do. And, I mean, again, I really don't know if they do or not. I just go off Family Guy. Okay. But... I, I'm just... I, yeah. It was a joke that I didn't get, so I was. I need you to explain it, which means it might, it might, it might not be a good, funny joke because I didn't understand it. Oh, no, it's a perfect it. joke. Okay. Because instead of saying, you know, we moved to Texas... I got promoted to move to Texas, a part of the story that feel free to say, but doesn't need to be said. I worked this job. No, I got but, six promotions. I, but see, I don't I agree with you. Job. Think about it. If it was enough for me to say it once, then we would have moved on. But because you, we, we're, 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 we're battling against this idea conversating. of- Conversating. We're conversating. Why are you so aggressive, bro? I know. We're conversating <laughs> around this idea of, are you, um, are you willing to work or not? And I'm trying to say, like, of course I'm willing to work, yeah. but in the right environment, in the right circumstances. And it's never, I never lead with that. You know, it's like if I, if, if all things considered and there's a hundred people around yeah. and I can get someone in that hundred to do it, then by all means, that's the way we, that's no, the route for, we're going to go. For sure. I'm with you. Unless that's not what your job calls for. Then you need to do everything to stand out. I've seldomly been in a situation where, I didn't have the autonomy to make that decision. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Too. Seldomly. So, in fact, as I get older, I'm increasingly more and more in situations where I get to make that decision. Yeah. Well, again, and I'm we're for the young people out there listening. Then to have that mindset, if I want to be CEO, I'm going to delegate. You don't do that when you're a part of a 
business. Your job is to work to get noticed. If I tell my boss, hey, boss, I had so-and-so do this and so-and-so do that, okay, you know, this guy is delegating, but you're doing the work. What do you think? All this guy does is tell people what to do. I can do that. So I'm paying you to do what I do. You're fired. I need the guy who's working. I'm saving that much more money. You can think like a CEO, but you have to contribute like a worker. And then when you get noticed, you put out some of your ideas. Oh, wow, this guy, he knows business and he's not afraid to get dirty. This is the kind of guy I want. You don't want one or the other. I think I agree with that to the extent of as you for young people getting into the workforce, I definitely agree with that because clearly you're going to be so low on the totem pole, yeah. you're not going to be able to do anything. you got to work hard. Exactly. But Have the big ideas, but, but keep them to yourself because people will steal them from you. But I caution you because there is there there are moments, there will be moments where you need to, that, let's say the ratio between work and idea is 80-20, right? Yeah. 80% work, 20% idea. You have to know when to start taking yes. away from work where it's 70-30 and 60-40, where that, where that divide starts to, that, that ratio starts to flip on the other side. I would say you, you'd have to be self-aware enough to, to know if you're a worker or if you're not. Where I, where I work, you have guys who are workers. They don't want management. They don't want advance. They want to do their job, work their overtime, collect their pensions, do whatever, and they're, they're workers. They do not want to aspire to anything else because they are very comfortable and they make a very good living. Then there are people who they, they bust their butt because they want to move up. They want to move through the company. They want to get to the top, and they have aspirations to do so. So you have to decide, are you comfortable working hard, busting your butt, and, and taking home a good paycheck every week? Or do you want to move up the ladder? Because you're going to have to do the exact same things that those guys do. But to what Steve is saying, when the opportunity comes up to use your brain as opposed to your brawn, you got to use your brain. But make sure you're using it. Like going to a, like have a tip jar, ordering food. Don't put your $5 in there when the person is not looking. Make sure they see you put the money in that jar. <laughs> they got to know it came from you. Don't just blindly put your ideas out for, no, for not to be claimed. There is a need of selfishness when you want to move through certain aspects of corporate America. Working hard and, you know, uh, your, and ideas need to be noticed. But sometimes you've got to force the issue. And again, you have to tell yourself, am I a worker or am I want bigger things? And then you, once you make that decision... You go hard at both of those and, and be happy with your decision and live comfortably as you do so. And I think that I, I, early on I realized I was not a worker. Yeah. I, th- I think that based on what you just said, early on I realized yeah. I was not a worker. Yeah, and, and that's when you have to realize you have to work hard, but when those opportunities come up, you've got you to take them. And you've got to make sure your idea is better than the other person's. And if someone is just an idea person, but then you have an idea person who works hard, the hard-working idea guy is, is going to get it, the first. For sure. Yeah. For sure, 100% of the time. Um, can I share with you a couple of the things that I talked about with uh, Eddie? Sharing is caring. Okay. <laughs> you know, I told that, I said that to Brielle the other day. She's like, sharing is caring. I said, no, it's not. And Amy, if looks could kill, I'd be dead right now. Really? I'm like, don't do that sharing is caring crap. I rem- it's not. I, I disagree completely. when we first came out with this, about a week or two later, I was in a school and I heard Sharon is caring. Yeah. And I was like, it was like a ghost. It's, the, like, it's the breeding, it's a breeding like, for children oh to accept goodness. socialism. Sharing is caring. I 100% believe in that. I 100% believe that our, our system has been um, hijacked. And a lot of things that are happening, even subliminally, like this message, sharing is caring, is done intentionally 
to to destroy what we what we our our core values are being destroyed by little things, statements like that, yeah. anecdotes like that, sharing is caring, and whether you realize it or not, it's happening. But anyway, yes, I was um, stories talking to him. Do you know that he did not know about the parental rights? Parental's education rights bill. Yeah, I could believe that. I, I, <laughs> I was, I was shocked. I was like, we, "What do I, you mean?" You know, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna take the wind out of your sails. But if it wasn't for this, right, I wouldn't know. It's not on my radar. You it's, knew before we even came in here because, oh, let's say, because because of this. Oh, I mean, because of Indian, because at yeah, because I'm okay. on, I'm trying, okay. I'm constantly putting st- uh, memes out and sharing articles. That I'm on social media and it comes across, don't say gay. If I wasn't like, I only have social media for this. Other than that, I wouldn't do it. Like just, I was, just as you were coming in, I was on the phone closing the garage, and it's like people you may know, one mutual friend, two mutual friends. I don't want the people that I know on my on my Facebook. You think I want to know the people they know? <laughs> God no. I don't even want. I don't even want the people that I know on oh, there. Okay, okay. So that being said, if it wasn't for these things, I wouldn't know. And much more importantly. I wouldn't care. Okay, but so to your point, I'm I'm not shocked he doesn't know about it. But he probably on, doesn't I, have social so media. So I want to back up for a second. So you just said something. You said that I wouldn't know and I wouldn't care. Yeah. That I wouldn't know is I want both things. But before you dissect it, okay, I wouldn't care because I didn't know about it, and that's just, that's what it means. Okay, got it. Because so then then I just deal with the first. Yeah, because I know what you were saying. Okay, okay, so cool. like, I I know, so I care. If out of sight, out of mind. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. You, what you don't know can't hurt you. Exactly. Uh, um, but here's the thing. Eventually, it will. Eventually, it will get eventually, it yeah. will. And when I okay, so uh, I want to know how should I start this? Let me say this: His best friend is gay. Who's uh, Eddie's? Okay. His best friend is gay. I don't know. You see, you might see her sometimes in a white car. She looks oh, very, the, the, the chick out the there. The chick out there. Oh, f- come on, dude! A blind man can see <laughs> oh, that. Okay, okay. So she's gay. Okay, and um, by the way. Is there really a difference between gay and lesbian? So here's the thing. I've never figured this out. Okay. I've asked this question for probably 20 years. Okay. It's homosexual. Gay is supposed to be both, but lesbian it's is very specific. For, is for, so what is a guy? They're both homosexual. They're both considered gay. But how come the guy doesn't have his own word to cling on to? We're like, I'm a lesbian. Well, what about me, the gay guy? What the hell can I be? I want, I want to have my own distinction. You know, they've been singled out. They've been getting... You know, silence for years and never even knew about it. Right, right. No, I feel for him. Okay. I so, want to know what it is. Okay. Because, again, so, everything is homosexual. So I said it right. When I said yeah. she's gay, I was right. She's she's homosexual. She's gay. She's a lesbian. But poor guys, they're just homosexual or gay. They don't got a third, don't thing. Have their third thing. Nothing to hang their hat on. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So she's gay. And and so he has no problems. <clears throat> like He's like you. He's and, and He has no problems with homosexuality. Okay. At all. You know? By virtue of his friend. However, when we started talking about this, he compl- he was definitely irritated at the fact that a teacher can tell, can talk to his kids about sex because or anything. What, what what the media does? Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. They lump it together when it's not a homosexual lifestyle versus trying to groom your kids into being gay or thinking they're gay or trying to become. They're two different things. A normal human being, heterosexual or homosexual, is not talking to a kid about their lifestyle. They don't do that. Right. 
So that's so, that's distinctive what you just said. Well, because it's in, homosexual or heterosexual. Yeah. No, no one in their right it's, mind is going to talk to a kid not. So, about sex. But the media lumps it all together so you can hate gay people. Mm-hmm. No, they're the, the, they're not doing that. It's these dyed-haired nose piercers that have a need to share their lifestyle because no one else wants to talk about it with them. So trying to attract kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to his to to what Eddie's point is. I don't care. Like, my friend's gay, big deal. But no one should be talking to a kid about sex. They're two different things. But but the media is not allowing people to, to understand that. Right. They're doing as much misinformation as they can to, to just lump it all together. You're anti-gay if you don't want your kids talking about or uh, talking to your teachers about sex with your kids. No, they're two different things. Make the distinction. What I found interesting about that, that particular part of a conversation is there was no – I didn't have to convince him. I didn't have to – explain much all i all i did was you know give the tenants that in fact when i said i said that um the the core tenants were that a you can't talk to to young people about this and b you can't hide conversations with kids you know to your parents and to him he was like we need a law for that like this is any any (laughs) reasonable person there because they're told one thing right and they they're not gonna they don't have time to go look it up or don't want to look it up so they just like all right whatever and you you it's out of one in one ear and out the other then you hear it a second time and a third time and a tenth time and you're like this is crazy anti gay you know and all of a sudden because you because you, you've not paid attention they've done it where they've said it enough times where it's locked into your brain you start thinking it's anti gay and then when you break it down for somebody I didn't even know this was in there why do we even need to have a law saying you can't do that. Right. It's it's it, cuz it's gone on for so long so, that no one's known about so it. So the thing about it is that silver lining covid. So the thing about it is that here's a guy who's apolitical. He really doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. He gets his political information from me, right? But on this issue, even though the from the from uh um I'm I'm a social conservative, he's clearly a social liberal, right? Mm. Social libertarian. We're on opposite sides when it comes to that. On this issue, we're we're spot on. Like, I don't, think don't most people would be. You but know? you wouldn't. But if you watch TV, if you watch the media, you would not think that. You would think that we there's a fifty fifty divide, yeah. and half the country believes this way, and half the country believes the other way. So I found that interesting. That was a great experiment to just to hear him come out like that. It's like, yeah. wow, man, I wish I could have recorded this so, so I could play it so you can see. this is These are normal people. These are the 70 percenters that we talk about who just, you know, man, come on, common sense. This doesn't make sense that you should be talking to my kids about this. For those of you who picked up the gay conversation and Steve said come out, congratulations. I picked up one or two. It is funny. But there are some of you who won't get it. I don't even think I picked I up know, on so it. Really okay. okay, I don't even think I picked up on it. But um, um, so the don't yeah the parental rights. Okay, but so I'm going to talk because about, if you call it what it is, the parental rights bill, right? They're going to look into it. If you say don't say gay, oh, it's not. I'm looking at that. Yeah, it's a deterrent. It's like saying the votes are so low. You know, to Republicans, oh, it's going to be a uh, Democratic landslide. Why go vote? You're already losing. That's the same thing. If it's parental rights, you're going to be interested as a parent. If it's don't say gay, I don't have time for that. And that's what they do. Oh, my goodness. So this is going to add more to this. When I first started talking about it, I said, well, you know, the don't say gay bill. It's like, hold on, what? I said the don't say gay bill. And you can immediately see that he was upset, right? But not upset 
He was upset at the fact that, hold on a second, they're, they're doing discriminating things in the school. That's what that's his initial thought. Yeah. And then when I explained, oh, no, 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 it's the real bill is called, you know, ex- educational rights bill. And this is what it does. And that's when he was like, hold on a second. This is common sense. So going back to language, they know what they're doing when they say when they call it, don't say gay. They yeah. know that people aren't going to investigate. It's, and they know that once they hear those sounds that people like Eddie, without getting more information, he's automatically on the other side. Yeah. You know, but if you give him more information, he's like, hold on a second. No, no, no. It's I'm, strange. I'm it's strange that those who do the missing, the misinforming are the ones who, who are paying attention to those who misinform. They're calling them on the carpet when they're the ones who are lying all the time. So I think that the, the lesson learned from this is that, guys, we it, even though we... Like this week, I, I watched no news at all. I was programming like 14 hours a day every day since last Friday, since last Thursday. So, I, I mean, I really haven't watched my Dave Rubin, haven't watched anything all week. And, um, hey, me neither. <laughs> but no, look, I, I barely even read my news feeds. Like every day I would read all the articles on CNN, all the articles on, on, on um, Epic, all the articles on yeah. To, uh, these la- this last week, I read nothing. Same with me, buddy. <laughs> I did read about the kid in Canada killed his mom and tried to kill one of the killed Trudeau. I read about that. I didn't read. Oh, the only thing that I read about was, was it this week where they, someone tried to kill Kavanaugh? Was it last week? That was last week. Okay, so that's yeah. A, we, we put a meme out. Yeah, the the person was upset about gun violence, so he went to go kill Kavanaugh with a gun. That's the liberal logic that these people cling to. Yeah. So that's the last thing that I read about was so much. Yeah. And the, oh no, sorry. The second thing I read about was that it all didn't work surrounding around Kavanaugh. One that they were trying to kill him. Two that the house was holding up. And they denied it. Uh, they denied what? Security for all of them. They well, they, no. they they actually passed it. But they when held, was that? Uh, this like a day or two ago they passed it. Oh yeah, I heard yeah. yesterday that she's still staying. No, no, no they passed because it. they couldn't get in. They said they couldn't get enough people. 20, to, 25 Democrats voted against it. Yeah. But everybody, but they, they didn't need that much. So. Well, no, well, I heard they, they said no because they couldn't get their families protected. Like, we can't protect everybody, so we're going to protect nobody is what, is what I heard. <laughs> but no, they, they do not want bad. them. They do not want them protected because if one gets assassinated, they get to pick the replacement. That's why. Anybody who doesn't think that, man, you're living under a rock. They are hopeful. And they're hoping for a death to happen soon. Oh, yeah. Because they, they know Biden is not going to get a second term. And and if they flip the Senate this time around, all bets are off for the next two years. Yeah. You know, So they're trying to get the assassination. So they may send someone out there right. to do it. I, listen, this guy came from California. Yeah. So I, I in my mind... Some sores morning, and listen. This is if oh, you can sound sure. the alarm, go ahead and sound the alarm. But I wouldn't. Well, let's sound the alarm. <laughs> I, I, I would not put it past that some money entered to his account, and he got this mysterious, uh, nefarious note that slipped under his door that says, "Be here at this time with this equipment, you know, and your family be yeah, taken man. care of." I mean, look at, look at the January sixth. It's 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 noted somewhere. I've been trying to find it before I put it out somewhere. That you know, Trump asked Pelosi multiple times for for guards, and she said no. Have you followed any of those hearings? No, I'm talking about like prime time. Not at all. Oh, I saw so, you put a meme out. Yeah, because they're uh, boasting. You know, 20 million people watched. It was 20 million people across two time slots and 12 networks that right. totaled 
20 million people. Right. Like, no, no, stop misinforming. Because the one I put out there, shit, was like 0.4 and this number, 0.5. And if you add them all together, yeah. it's about 20 million over two time slots. And these major networks and their affiliates, like NBC with MSNBC and CNN and C-SPAN, however their, their tree goes, all of those combined for 20 million. Like, people want to know, 20 million watched. No, no. <laughs> 12 networks, two time slots. It was less than less than 500,000 people per per thing right. over two hours. Nobody cares. It's a witch hunt to make sure Trump cannot get reelected because he will go scorched earth on these people and their master plan will be revealed. And that's the end that they have to do everything to make sure he does not get nominated. They have to impeach him for a third time. I thought it was two. The old man said last night it's his third time. Convict him of a felony where he cannot run for president. And they are trying as hard as they can. When you said the third time, third time what? To impeach him. How can you can't impeach him if he's not if he's not in office? Uh, they're trying. However, they're, maybe they're, it's a felony. They're, to yeah, leak they're, it to yeah something. they're trying. They're trying to bring him up on charges. because yeah, I think there's something to, in the code for office of presidency that says yeah. if he's a felony, right, can't run. Right, so that's like what that, they're right. trying to do, and they're trying. I mean, they they've got two more years to do it. They're going to find something else. They don't got two more years to do it. They have six more months to do it. Like by the time if they don't, they, I'm 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 holding. I believe that they're going to lose the house. Because impeachment starts in the yeah. house, or, the, or this whole process is in the house. So I believe that if they don't get this done in the next, and that's why they go in prime time, because they really they're, they're they're putting all stakes on the fire. They need to get this yeah. to to the finish line because they don't get it done by November, all bets are off. And and then they put on you know, and it's funny how people conservatives see it, liberals don't. That they put a bunch of Republicans on there, no, but it's the Mitt two. Romneys. They put the, two. They only put two. But how many? How many people are there? I think twelve or thirteen. Okay, so I heard they put like four or five. So let's say they put two. Right. But they put on the rhinos, the ones who are who are Democrats. So like, well, look, we got we got we're bipartisan. We've got Republicans on there. No, you don't. You have the ones you know are rhinos, the ones who are backing. Where's Tulsi Gabbard? She's a she's a Democrat. Why is she not on there? Because she's not crazy like the rest of them are, like uh, Cheney, all these people. And people say, no, look, they're impartial. No, they're not. They put the ones they know are going to vote their way on there to fool you, and it's working. They, The Republican side had no say on who was on this committee. No. In fact, they, they gave them a list of, the, okay, I think, like I said, I think it's 13, so the Republicans were able to have six. Yeah. And they gave them the six, and they said no. And listen, that's why we talked last night. You'll see her on today's episode again, 84. And I said last in our, on our last episode, I'll leave you with this. If you can't beat them, join them. Republicans don't do anything. Everything goes left and they never stop them from getting there. They, everything they want, they get. There's not one single barrier that they cannot break through the liberals. Not one. They, they do what they want because they're willing to cheat, lie, steal, whatever it is. And the Republicans are, we're going to follow the process. The process is rigged. The, 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 the you're getting screwed in every way, shape, and form, but you want to continue to follow the process even though you know that it's a rigged process. So what, what are you, you need ab- to fight you fire with fire. For? So what are you Whatever you have to do, fight fire with fire. Tell them you're crazy. Fight, get, get up there because what, what, what my opinion is anyway, they're afraid that the Democrats will smear them and they'll lose their political career. Right. That's what they're afraid of. They're, they're soft. They're, they're not, they don't have our best interests. They have theirs because if they get smeared, they're not going to be in politics anymore, so they're going to cower to the Democrats. They always cower to them. 
It's why, again, from the old man, Trump is out there endorsing Republicans you've never heard of before who are not afraid to go against these liberals because they, they we need a change in the country. The girl, the Mexican girl who won in, in um, Texas the other day, the first time in, I think, over 100 years or something, it, w- it was, it, she's a... She's a what, was the, what was the first time about it? That she was a she's woman? She's the first woman Republican. Okay. I think maybe the first Republican, let alone a woman. In Texas? It was some part of Texas from like... I got I got to see what it this, was. This just proves that I haven't watched he any news. He says something about know. like 18 to like 1859 or something. Okay. But and it goes it show that and it, it really freaked a lot of liberals out like hold on a second. We're down to flood all these Mexicans into America, but not the ones that want to do work right, and right. contribute. We don't want those. Right. We, we're down with black people until they're Republicans. Yeah, we're down that, with women until they're Republicans. Exactly. We're down with Latinos until they're Republicans. Yeah. Right. So let me see what, what's her. I'm, I'm going to try to find her around here. But that's they, they never back. They never say no Repu- uh, Democrats are not doing this. Even when they had the House, even when they had everything, they still cower to them because they're afraid of being smeared. So I'm going to throw something. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a. A grenade into that statement. What Let's if I told you that Trump did the same thing? Did what? Was afraid of being smeared, so therefore he didn't look out for us. Mm, I, got, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe are, it. Are you ready to hear it? I wouldn't believe it. This whole lockdown that happened with COVID was under Trump, Trump's watch. The beginning of it, and Trump was being given information at that time that this was the wrong decision, and he did not go with. What his gut, I know that his gut was telling him, don't do this. Don't, don't go this direction. Mm-hmm. But because it was months away from being reelected and he didn't want to be smeared, he, he made the wrong decision. Mm. Yeah, man. I don't see that. Yeah, man. He, He's already he, he gone knew. through the ringer, so. He knew. He knew. He, he knew. did. Listen, you're, if, you're, if you're saying. I tell you, there's a, there's a pandemic spreading. Everyone's going to get it. Everyone's going to get sick. You got to stay away from each other. All right, let's everybody stay home for a couple of weeks. That makes sense to no, me. No, no, I'm okay with that. But but he he kept it going up until he lo- he left office. And I, what I'm telling you is that it should have been no. We're not locking anything down. Economy's wide open. This is and, and give us the honest information. Hey, listen, so much of so many people have been affected that there's no stopping this. So because we can't get it to zero, now we need to get it to everyone. Yeah. You know? I mean, be honest with us. Give us the hard language, even if he doesn't get reelected, even if it cost him the election, which I don't think it would have, but he was so concerned with being reelected that he made the wrong decision. And so even the ones, even the ones that we care about, the ones that we consider, you know. Our heroes can fail at some time, and I and I believe that this was a major fail, one of the one of the few fails of Trump's uh, presidency. Well, I would say if he if he got he let's say he did that for the, for whatever reason he had to get reelected and then open back up because my my guess would be if he got reelected it would be open back up. If he did do it to help out, okay, it's it's selfish. I could see both sides of it where. If it's spreading like wildfire, we have to contain it. This is the best way to contain it. The the problem is, I, again, my opinion would be, you contain it for a couple, you know, a month or so, but then you're out on the election, or you're out, you can't do anything about it, and you're stuck with them taking over. There's probably nothing you could have done. But could he have done it to save um, his reelection? Listen, Possibly. I, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you. Listen, I'm telling you. Millions of people died. I say millions. Yeah. Thousands of people died because we didn't go after COVID the right way. 
Mm-hmm. Instead of protecting the vulnerable, we try to lock everyone down. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm telling you, that's that's on him. That's partly on him. But he was getting information was at, from people. But he was also getting the good information that's telling him that this is not going to work. That we're actually making it worse. True, but he's also getting it from at the time before anyone knew how much of a scumbag Fauci was. The director. He knew. Of, no, 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 no. He knew Fauci was a scumbag. <clears throat> he knew it, and in fact, I believe that the only reason that he didn't get rid of Fauci. Going back to wanting to be reelected, yeah, I think he felt like if I got rid of Fauci, the rain's gonna mm. come down. I don't on know. Me. I think it's like this guy is supposed to be the foremost foremost expert on things. I have to listen to him. I think that would be like your when he was early on. Remember, he kept um, re retreading people, getting all bad information because he finally realized that everybody was lying to him all the time. This could be a, like kind of a you know, goes from the past, like, I think this guy's full of it, but I've been rotated, like, who knows what he was going through, but I would say something is happening, you've never heard anything about it, though you know it's lab leak, this guy's telling you no, he's the expert, you're just the, the president in this search situation, you would have to trust the quote-unquote expert, and only time would show that, no, nah, man, you made a big mistake, you should have trusted your instincts. So, I'll say, I'll say this, everything you... Her every, name, by the way, this lady of okay. Texas, 34th Congressional District... 36-year-old Maya Flores won a special election. The historically, as a Republican has won, a Republican has won a special U.S. House representative election in historically Democratic South South Texas. I'm trying to see how long the seat's been held, but I heard it was something like. So you're telling me that. so that means for it to be a special election, the person who was actually holding that seat I think is they gone. Retired. They yeah, retired. They retired. So they had to they had to fill it, and it's now being filled. What was previously filled by a Democrat is now being filled by a Republican. Yeah. And that dude, that is a bombshell. It is. Well, Steve, you should read the news sometimes, buddy. Stop, stop living under a rock. I don't know. I mean, I can't keep spoon-feeding this stuff to you every day, buddy. That is a bombshell. I can't wait. What's her name again? Uh, Myra Flores. Oh, I'm going to look that up as soon as we leave. Oh, my goodness. Myra uh, Flores. As, as recently as 2020, the retiring congresswoman won by 14 points under under Clinton or when she Clinton was there. But this lady, I'm trying to find her. Like, she, she crushed the – like, she won. Like, it was a very, I think – Decisive victory. Yeah. Flores, a Republican candidate born in Mexico, the first woman born in Mexico to ever be elected as a congressperson to the United States, has swung the election by 21 points. Wow. Wow. And just to put things in perspective, 10 points is a slacking. Yeah. 21 points is like, why were you even in the race? You yeah. know, you, 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 uh, you ran against a ghost. Because I, I, I follow mean, you know, on gracious. Twitter. I just go through and I, I told you, I just, I just like everybody I see. And I'm eventually, at one point, apparently liked young Republicans of, of something, Texas, oh, I, I guess. Okay. So I was just scrolling through one day and I, and I hit the button and thousands scroll by. And it happened to be, boom, right in front of me. I looked at it, and the guy's like, I can't believe this is happening. Like some big, tearful thing. I'm like, what's this guy whining about? Like, come on. <laughs> so I, I, it, is, it was enough to pique my interest. So I click <laughs> it, and he's talking about how one of his young – they've, they've been in this, in this like group, Young Republicans of America, for years and years and years and years, teaching the way, teaching this. And one of his people – Got up there and made it. He was freaking out. Like, I, got, I, I got goosebumps when you tell that story, man. Like I said, I I'll goosebumps. find it and, and oh try goodness. to try to put a sentence to you. But he was like, "We did it. Like we've waited our whole life for this." Right. And she got there, born in Mexico, became a citizen, knew the value of America, and fought for it. And here she is getting a seat that's historically. I, I'm I'm telling you, I heard it and I trying to find it. I'm gonna look it up from next like time. the 1800s. Some yeah, crazy yeah. Next n- time number we talk, like that. I know the information. I'm but gonna, Myra I'm gonna do Flores, my due diligence. My due diligence. 
Wow, that is awesome, man. That is awesome. That's good news. And 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 listen, everybody should be happy about it. <laughs> the left yeah. and the right should be happy about it. I remember when Obama was getting elected, my pastor at the time, who's a staunch Republican, I'm talking about staunch, staunch Republican, he, he looked at me and said, Steve, you got to be happy for this moment. And I was like, what are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. He said, no, 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 no. Okay, yes. But at this point, you need to put politics to the side and recognize that for him, just for him to be nominated as the person who's going to represent the Democratic Party, win or lose, that speaks volumes. That just shows you the huge shift that we've had as a, as a society. So even though, like, you know how when you win a championship, they, they said that everything went by so fast you can't remember, you couldn't savor it? It's like, don't be in that situation. I, I want you to be able to look back and remember the time when we actually elected a black yeah. You know, person as a as a as the main. I don't see, I head, don't head see of the, the number, but here so, it is. Republican Myra Flores won Tuesday's special election for the tw- for the thirty fourth congressional district in Texas, flipping a House seat that's been held by Democrats for a century and foreshadowing a red wave in the GOP November election. There you have it. So over a century. So again, like eighteen hundred. This person has been there. Nineteen hundreds. Now we're twenty. So early nineteen hundreds, right. maybe eighteen hundreds. Right. Hundred years, she won. She won fifty-one percent to her to her on the runoff or uh, on the person she's going against forty-three percent. So from the from a political standpoint, it's yes. Like, I'm sorry, what you're saying is very important. Well, no, I want I want to touch on what you just said. From the political standpoint, yo, this is this is the canary bird. This right here is a canary bird moment. You know, like okay, the miners are gonna die. The oxygen has yeah. left the room. But going back to what I was saying. But for her to be a Mexican, a born Mexican, coming over here as an immigrant, going through the process and being able to be elected, we all should be happy about that. We should all look at that and say, like, wow, this is an American yeah, dream. Yeah, the chicken, um, did I hit the volume or something? Why is it so loud? No. The the lady in um, Minnesota, Iman or whatever her name is, wasn't right. she born listen, somewhere else? She, listen. Well, but, but wasn't she yes she, or no? She, yeah, yes. So they boosted Som- her up. Somalia. Big, yeah, Somalia. they boosted her up great. But she's Democrat. Listen, it's it's bigger than being born in Somalia. Yeah. She was born in Somalia, went to a refugee camp. Like, she had to flee Somalia and, and it was in a camp for months. No, but, but the point is, she they, would, they celebrated her. Mm-hmm. They're not going to celebrate this woman right. because she's a Republican. Right. When... They're uh, they're flooding the borders with her with her Mexican heritage people, mm-hmm. and she came and achieved the American dream. And they're not they're probably going to check and make sure she's documented. <laughs> you know what I mean? They boost up one boost to, to your point. And I'm not sure if you got to if I've cut you off or not. But if you guys missed Steve's point or, or again, uh, I jumped in. A black president that's a historic moment. Take away your America's racist. Get rid of it. It can't be. We have a black president. A Latino woman born somewhere else comes here, achieves the American dream. We're like, look at this stuff. We're, this isn't a racist country. It's appreciate not systemically the yeah, racist. The Pay attention to what's happening. Believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. Look around. We are diversity when it's not forced. Something me and the old man talked about the other day. When it's not forced, is a good thing. It's the melting pot of America. We have our culture in America. Come here and accept our culture and have some of your your country pride somewhere else, but accept America. You're here for a reason. The, 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 the Democrats want the opposite. 
They want to erase the American culture and make your culture at the forefront where everybody has their own individual cultures and keeps us divided. That's what they're trying to do. Pay attention to that. But celebrate the fact that you can come to America and achieve the American dream as long as you follow the rules and work hard. And work hard. It's not going to be given to you. Right. Opportunities equal not the drive to get there. Don't come in with the CEO mentality. Come in with the 80-20. Yeah. It's a great point. Way to circle it back. But always have that big picture there, man, because you can do it in America. And if it's not you, your next generation. If it's not the next generation, the generation after that. But yes. as long as you plant the seed and you keep driving, it's going to change. Hey, but I want to leave you with this last thing. My conversation with Eddie was he, um, at some point in the conversation, he said, now listen, there's no, like, there, there's never been a homosexual in my genes, you know, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, we're, we're not going to be advocating any homosexuality in my genes, you know, moving in my, in my future genes. However, if it if it if it so happens that one of my kids, you know, happens to be gay, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna love him, I'm gonna love his uh spouse, whatever the case may be. But so in that conversation, you know, he we got around to where I stand with that, right? Mm. And you know, and he and so we spent like a good hour talking about this. And the only reason I'm bringing this up because for the listeners, you obviously obviously know where I stand with this. But we had this conversation and I was in awe at the fact that we were able to talk about it without getting mad at each other with him telling me, okay, well, this is where I stand. And and I was interested in understanding where he stood and why he stood where he stood. And then I told him where I stood and he was interested in understanding why I stood where I stood. And we walked away, okay, I got a better understanding of why people like Steve think the way he thinks mm-hmm. and I got a better understanding of why people like Eddie think the way they think. No harm, no foul. We're still friends. You know what I'm saying? We're still yeah. neighbors. Hey, can I borrow a cup of sugar? You know? And that goes back to our 70%. That goes back to, like, dude, man. Not for your coffee, we, though. Huh? <laughs> uh, dude, we, we're, we're so close, man. We're so close. And even when we don't agree, it's not the end of the world. You know? It's not like, go grab my shotgun, I shoot you, and I hate you, you know, and whatever, whatever. It's just that we just don't agree on this, and let's let's keep it moving. Well, I and I love I it. I wouldn't say you don't agree with it. Your belief, I, like, and from when I got, while well, we talked about it a while back, and correct me if I'm wrong, as I continue to talk instead of saying what I have to say. <laughs> you spent too much time around me. Yeah, <laughs> it's not up for you to say what's right or wrong. This is what I believe. Your lifestyle is not really my concern, based on what I've been taught growing up in the church. If by doing X, the consequence is Y. It doesn't affect me here on earth. I'm telling you what I believe. Like, I don't think you have an opinion on it. If you do, I don't know. But it's, it's this is what it is. Based on me being taught this, I believe that. I have no say in what you do or how you do it. It's not my concern. It's just this is what I was taught and this is what I believe. Right. So to, to put a button on it, to make it clear, to crystallize my position, I don't believe in discriminating against anyone. Yeah. Okay. And I don't dislike anyone i don't because if you're gay i don't dislike you uh, you know just because you're gay that is the person that decides what i feel about them not their lifestyle into that to, in that extent yeah um however i don't believe i believe that being gay is a choice 
Oh, that's different. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I believe it's a choice. And so therefore, I believe that people who are practicing that lifestyle, they're choosing to practice that lifestyle. That's what my faith system teaches me. So therefore, if I had children who decided to live that lifestyle, it would be a point of contention in our life. Because that's where our conversation went. Because yeah. he was like, if my, one of my boys turned out whatever. But I was like, that's not going to fly in my house because I don't believe, I believe they're choosing that. And oh, yeah, as, no, long, as long as you're being, if, I, said, I said this, if you were a non-believer and you chose that lifestyle, okay, I can't, I can't hold you to the same standard. So no problem, no, no harm, no foul. But if you claim to be a believer, and I, in fact, I invoked your name. I said, one of the things that Billy has against uh, religious peoples that they call he calls them hypocrites, you know, it's because they they're supposed to they they have this book that says this is how you're supposed to live your life, and then they live their life totally contrary to it, yeah. and he finds that so hypocritical he, it disgusts them, right? And so that's how that's where I am in my in my household, you know. If you say you claim that you believe this book, then live like you believe this book, yeah. And and so that's. And that's where we able yeah, to say, that's okay, where, I that's get where I, I could understand your thought. Right. I can, if you believe this and it says that, yeah, I believe it. To me, you're born that way. And something the old man said last night, he's like, I've always thought you're born that way. He goes, but now I'm, he goes, I'm, I'm thinking, watching how much they're, how much pushing of gay and les and all this stuff at such a young age, they may have figured out that you can groom someone to being gay or long enough where the damage is done, so to speak, because the got, question mark is there. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I always believe you're born, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised that you could get inside someone's head and trick them for a certain amount of time in believing something. Listen, you're not sexual. <clears throat> if, if if you left to your own devices, you would not be sexual until you hit puberty. Yeah, or for close sure. to it, right? Yeah. So the fact that you're going to tell me an eight-year-old, seven-year-old could even, you get what I'm yeah, trying to no, say? 100%. In fact, hold on, let's do it a different way. Young kids in general are all the same. Yes. You could say they're all kind of girly, right? Unless yeah, you yeah. have like the extreme rough neck, you know what I'm no, trying to say? No, the boy changes when his voice drops and he starts, in, in testosterone rushes his body. Right. That's when you start, your, your little adolescent boy is now growing to be a man. So That's you, what you, happens. So you can make the claim that all boys are girls. All of them. You can you can literally make that claim, but it's not that they're girls. They're just babies. They're just kids feeling, figuring their way out how to walk and how to talk and how to move, you know. And but yet we wanted to ascribe to that some sort of sexuality, and that's the and to your dad's point, yeah, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to skew it, even if we can't get a hundred percent. If we get ten yeah. percent, we've won, you yeah. know. And that's what they think they're yeah, doing. Cause they pro- cause, yeah, because like I said, my opinion, which will never be changed, you are born that way. But the way things are going through social media manipulation, they found a way to penetrate human beings' psyche in a way that they make you addicted to a bunch of stuff. Why not make you think you're addicted to the same sex? You know what I mean? Like he- I, That, again, I do believe you're born that way, but to the point of where you're choosing – I think it's a psychological manipulation making you choose to be this way if you are groomed at a young age. So a couple of things. You said psychological manipulation. Why can't it be a psych- why can't it all be a psychological ma- manipulation? Like because even, I think you're born that way. But I'm saying you I got that. You say you think that, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying to you is that without you having to abandon that idea for a second. Mm-hmm. 
if 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 you believe that someone can be psychologically manipulated, yeah. If you start young enough, my question to you is why? Wouldn't it stand the reason that maybe you might be off with your no. you're born that way? No, because I've there are people like to your point who are church going folk who follow the rules, follow the Bible, all that stuff. Who kids are gay? They're, they've not been any way, shape, or form manipulated through anything. They just are born that way, and they're gay. One day we'll talk about manipulation. But going back to... I'm a master manipulator. Um, man, you said something very profound. You said something... Hi, my name is Billy. That does shake the ground when I tell people. In your world, my friend. No, it, it's, your, hey, if world. I believe it, it's all that matters. If you believe you're the best, those will follow, those will follow suit. Oh I've my lived that goodness. my whole entire life. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I just want to give the counter argument. If, if you believe in a God, yeah. right, and I... My my belief system is that there is a God, that there's no accident, that there is a divine uh, creator, that we were, we were intelligently designed by a God, okay? And because of that, he, he explains why he created us. And in that explanation, he created us separately, and he created us separately to be together. And so it's that premise is that place where because i take him at his word because a i believe in the god and b i believe he designed us for a purpose and and c he told us what that purpose was because of all those three things a b and c that's why i do not believe that you are born this way i believe that something in your lifetime but from the time you were born to the time you became sexual something happened to lead you in that direction. But I don't believe that in the mother's womb that you had this gene, quote-unquote gene, that says, you know, I'm going to be gay. Family Guy, the episode on the gay gene, Peter turns gay for a few weeks, and then the gay gene wears off when he's with his boyfriend. <laughs> I love it. It's a great show. Uh, listen, you know what's funny? You you played Family Guy. Oh, yeah, you did a... One of our videos, uh, there was a Family Guy section uh, on it. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the part about the ch- liberals, it's always good storytelling when the Republican changes views, but you never see it go the other way. So when and I, I've been looking for that for months, and I finally found it. I'm I, like, yes, I'm I, putting I, it I out saw here. it. I saw it. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, I thought Peter was a dog. No, Brian's <laughs> the, dog. The whole time. Like, when I watched this, it's like, oh, man, this whole no. time I thought Peter was a dog. Brian's a dog. He's the He's the liberal. <laughs> And then everyone else is kind of the same. Right. There's a gay wedding episode where they where they fight back and forth. And Lois, she's semi conservative, but uh, or, or social liberal believes marriage is a man and a woman. And Brian's cousin is gay. So there's an epi- like. Listen, I'm telling you, I might I might do a political Family Guy just video stuff on here. Right. Because it 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 is a very well rounded show for someone who wants to watch for entertainment, but also pick up a little bit of a message. It is very, it is very good, man. It is a great, great show. And the beauty behind it is that they take st- they take jabs at everyone. They do. He was predominantly super liberal for quite some time, and as he got older, the show is definitely, you know, split down the middle. It's it's good stuff, man. I love it. It's such a good show. Speaking very well rounded. Speaking of good show, this was a good show. This was a good show. I was. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I'm trying it to make sure I have the right notes here. I miss a few, about 30 minutes of notes. <laughs> Why? Because I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to writing. We were talking. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so when we were writing with, with my dad, he's short version uh, like me. 
So it's hard to keep notes. You get going, so I have time to sit down and think and like write down what I want to write down. He says like two words. Yeah, so and you know, I gotta drive the conversation. Did because I did I just get a compliment about my long windedness? Semi, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's not even long winded. You 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 elaborate on like I'm, you know, I think you're born gay. I'm done. Right. You're like, well, no, okay, well, here's this thing, and you set up. It's not long winded. You have a decent setup. He's the same way. Hey, you're born gay. All right, so and I gotta like <laughs> I gotta I gotta push it along where I'm used to being co-pilot or even sitting back a little bit because I do the researching and the, and the writing right, down. Right. But when I've got to do the researching, writing down, and drive, it's like, all right, it's a little bit much. Here. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a workout. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I need a drink. Last night, I picked up really because I did the solo show on Wednesday. He's like, next time we're going solo, let me know. I'm like, he definitely has something to talk about. Right. Like, we'll come over tonight. Braille's going to gymnastics. Come on, our five, we'll go. He pulled out two papers, and he hit every single thing except for one thing I can't remember what he said when I was walking. I was like, "Oh, I forgot this." It was intense. He's he's off his he's if you listen to him, if you didn't know who he was, you think he's off his meds. Listen, I say that you know Sarah, jokingly. Sarah showed me. Sarah follows us a lot on Instagram, <clears throat> and apparently, Instagram doesn't alert you until you have like a bunch of stuff that you've missed, right? Because I don't get alerted all the time. It's good. So sometimes she's telling me about what's on our on our feed. Yeah. And so yesterday she came to me and said, hey, did you see this? I said, no. There, there's a guy that you play. He's a guy. He's got like a big. Frida's. Nick, Nick Frita's? Frida's? Okay, I don't know his name. He's a Westford. He's always got the sunglasses on, talking to like sideways to the camera. Yeah, he's got like a, a Southern Did you read draw. the Bible one? Okay. I, well, I, I only saw one. The one that um, I saw was when he was talking about Raising Your Boys. Yeah, the double standard. The double standard. That was a good one. I was like, oh, man. That was a great she, one. She brought it to me. She's like, oh, man, this is so good. That's like, this guy, he, he's reading from my, my book. Every, you know every single thing that he, <laughs> the problem is the stories only last for 24 hours. But every single time I see him, I put it on there. The one I, I posted last night. I I've up, never seen any of them. That's the only one. And on she the, had to bring it to on me. The, he's, uh, uh, on the stories. The story, I, up, I upload two or three sto- uh, things and stories like nonstop. Okay. He's only there for like an hour or for okay. 24 hours. Okay. But the one I posted last night was, oh, if you want to do some summer reading, if you only have one book to read, read the Bible. But if you can read more, read anything by Thomas Sowell. Oh. So I was like, all right, let me post that one. Oh, my goodness. He's got some funny stuff. Like, he, he's got some common sense ones, too. Right. That, you know, like with, um, I can't think of one now, but I post, I put a lot of stuff of his on there. I don't know why I don't get it. I've never seen well, any I don't know of if those give alerts or not. You just got to check. People go and they check all the time or maybe post. Like, when I go on. How long have you been posting him? Every time I ever t- for so for months. weeks a month okay yeah. so yeah, I, that's the first time he I ever comes seen across him. The, when I scroll through the reels he comes across and I'm like this guy's funny right then he comes if I have him on Twitter he's a he's running for West Virginia Congress or Senator or some or, or he's there mm-hmm. but um he had one the other day he's like one thing I've learned from being in the public office is when someone starts the question of or asking for this they've already done it and you've got no sand and they're going to shove it down your throat because they've already made the decision I'm like. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Hmm. We're asking for a bipartisan bill on this spending, whatever. They've already spent the money. They're just giving you a heads up. That's or something along those lines. But yeah, I, f- I follow him, so his feeds come on, and I just I share them every one because it's there's a couple that I'm thinking of. I can't say them, so I don't want to butcher them. But they're they're logical. Two things: Thomas Sowell is not an easy read. I recommend reading Thomas Sowell, but it's not an easy read. You'll find yourself rereading sentences over and over again, or jump on YouTube and look at his, oh, yeah, his clips. His clips. They, 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 
There's one with him going back and forth with Biden about black people being super predators in welfare. Oh, this is when this is when he had a big yeah, afro yeah, yeah. when he was and young. And you see yeah. young Biden, you see yeah. him going. He's like, listen, you create the welfare state to keep people poor and not do better. Right. And he's like, you know, and it's like a one minute clip, and then you can you know research the the full video. But look him up. Stuff like that the second, is the second important. thing is that the whole thing about the double standard was so. You're creating the kid. You're telling your daughter Not to stay to away from. Yeah, yes. like go out there, pay attention to this guy. Make sure you're doing this. Make sure, and, we, and, and it's true. When you tell the, your son to make sure you're safe, that's all the words you give him. But to the, your daughter, watch what he says. Watch this. Don't be in a dark area. Don't you know? You're giving her all the keys to stay away from the son. You were saying just be safe. Yeah, like no, have both. Don't be in a compromising situation. Both of you. Don't do this. Don't do that. Both of you. Yeah, it's it's. But the problem is it's so simple that when you hear it, it's like, damn, I should have I yeah. should have known this. Well, I knew it. So I feel I, when I heard that, I felt vindicated. Yeah. I was like, I'm not the only one. Oh, no, for sure. Listen, I'm with <laughs> you, too. There, there are certain things you do, in my opinion, when you do, you can say the exact same thing like you do. I would still double down on my daughter with with what is being said. Now, my son would get all the important information. Would you give her an extra she'd, dose? She'd hear it twice. She'd get an extra dose. <laughs> 100%. But yeah, that guy, he's he's fantastic. All right, man. All right, everybody. Hap- Hope you had a good Father's Day. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, you know, social media is at and underscore discourse, all of them. YouTube videos, we're, um, we'll probably start putting them out ab- again. So, <laughs> we will probably start <laughs> the putting tape. them the out tape. again <laughs> next week. You know, we um, the studio is a mess. I've been doing a lot of stuff in here. But we'll get back to things, whatever. Uh, what else is there? There's a gun Twitter conversation I will eventually post. I've got to get it all where it's like sometimes it's all jumbled up. Mm-hmm. I say something at this time frame and then the next. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, so yeah, I want to try to get it in order as the conversation progresses so you can see two opposite sides and where it progresses from there. Oh, so I, I will, can't wait to see it. I will get that together soon enough. So I hope you guys had a good Father's Day. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, follow us on the stuff, and we'll talk to you later. Peace.